Okay, are you ready to get started? Yeah, do you have an intro? Yeah, I do. Hold on one second. I'm actually going to take my inhaler super quick. Because <laughs> I'm just so thrilled. <laughs> Sorry, hit my microphone. <laughs> Did you just throw your inhaler at the microphone? I was just shaking it into it so you could hear it, but then I accidentally smacked it into the microphone. <laughs> Can that just be the opening? No, I have a better opening plan. Okay. Vaping the hell out of myself. Um, okay. Uh-huh. I'm gonna start. <clears throat> Do it. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Jackson McMurray. And my name's Adeline McMurray. This is just gonna be, like, a super chilled-out version of this show. Oh, I thought you were trying to do a Joker impression, and I was really <laughs> confused. <laughs> No, what? I, I thought just... you were, because, like, you started, like, kind of gravelly, and I was like, is he trying to do the Joker? <laughs> Should I try again? No, I think that was good. Okay, I'm well, outlined. this is No Nerds Allowed. Yeah, No Nerds Are Allowed. <laughs> but you have to be honest with me. Do you ever take your inhaler, like, just to, like, accent a point that you've made no i should okay. though yeah that come should on, be dude. within my within my realm of comedy yeah listen um, god gave you a gift and you should use it for comedic gain <laughs> um so hey adeline just like are you guys having a fun time at this party i know i am <laughs> <laughs> or whatever was, your inhaler makes <laughs> i took my my uh silver sharpie a little while ago and i just wrote the word vape on the side of my inhaler See, that's great. See, I thought that was very funny, but then it rubbed off in my pocket within like a day and a half, so it didn't quite, no. <laughs> didn't quite. So land. then you would like try, you would like take out your inhaler to be like, look at the goof I wrote on my inhaler, and it would be gone, <laughs> and then you would just yeah. be standing there with an inhaler in your hand. So, Adeline, I have a confession to make to you. You got another confession <laughs> to make. Yes, my confession is that I am indeed Dave Grohl, author of that song. Uh, hey, Adeline, I have a confession to make to you. Uh huh. Um. I decided I would try and experiment. I would, would mess with the format for this episode. Okay. Um, what, so what I have you done? I set up my microphone. Um, I'm going to lay down on my bed for this one. Okay. Are you going to be kicking your legs back and forth? <laughs> no, I'm laying down on my back with the microphone positioned over my head. Oh. 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 This is, this is the, the position I've decided to assume. For the so it's of this like episode. so like you're at a slumber party and I'm at a business meeting. <laughs> precisely, is what we're doing here. yeah, it's precisely what it's like. I wanted the full slumber party experience <laughs> for this episode. I wanted to bring the listeners in to just like that super close, intimate feeling yeah. of being at a slumber party. Liz, who do you think is cuter, Justin or Turner? Turner from, from school has like really 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 big eyes 
Yeah. He's which got I'm three of them. not into. I yeah. don't like that Turner has really, really, really big eyes. He's got like a, he's got like a bifurcated nose. This character I'm doing, yeah. her name is Cynthia. And I started to do a voice for her approximately two thirds of the way through a sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's how you know that I'm a really, really good comedy bit well you see it's just because she just takes over your person you <laughs> never know when cynthia's gonna strike I, I let i let cynthia just slip in oh. <laughs> okay that wasn't the first i meant to say whatever it doesn't matter okay um it's slumber party time uh <laughs> hey welcome, hello my name's jackson welcome to my house this is what jackson does every time he has a slumber party he just says hello welcome um, it's slumber party time um, I got my inhaler. <laughs> I hope you brought your own sleeping bag. I will be providing none. Did you guys bring your vapes? Because my mom can't know that you guys vape. Dude, you got a jewel? Dude, what flavors? What flavors? What flavors? Pineapple apocalypse? Don't, don't tell my mom, but definitely let me hit that. Dude, I got extreme raspberry. <laughs> Bitch, Dude. I got extreme raspberry. And I got blue mountain. What what are some actual jewel flavors? I don't fucking know. How dare they... you think that I would know that? <laughs> do they do they give them fun names or are they well, just Well, I know there's just blueberry. like cotton candy and like yeah. strawberry. Cotton candy. What okay, if you had to come up with a new creative name for the cotton candy flavor of jewel, what would it be? You have just been called in you have just been called into Jewel headquarters and they're brainstorming new marketing yeah. for cotton candy. You say cotton. Yeah. But okay, it's cool. like all caps and like all of the words are like coming into like all of the letters are like coming to like a triangle point to just like really <laughs> get how you say it into the gotcha. letters okay, into the typography. Enough. I'm googling Jewel flavors right now. Oh, that's a fun search history you'll have now. Comes in six Jewel Pod flavors and two new exciting ones. Oh. Watermelon. Tobacco. Boy. What the? What? <laughs> strawberry milk. Uh, what? Uh, no. <laughs> mango. Okay, mango's good. Check out the worst one, though. Cappuccino. Ooh. Um, oh, mint. the fact that it's like a gross, like, scented oil liquid. Yeah, Why would uh-huh. I want that to be strawberry milk flavored? Okay, there's mint, and there's grape, and there's one more that's also very good. Yeah. Strawberry lemonade. Not to be confused with strawberry milk. Strawberry Can milk I and strawberry lemonade are two different jewel flavors. Strawberry vape, please? <laughs> they don't make please. regular strawberry. You gotta pick strawberry Apparently milk or not. strawberry lemonade. You gotta choose. <laughs> God. Okay, can we go back to tobacco for just a second? <laughs> right. What's I don't know. Who want to, people who are giving up smoking and want to emulate smoking. But that like the smell is like the worst part of the smoking, though, right? Like no, not no, not for everybody. Well, when you like smoke like a pipe and you've got like fancy tobacco, but like yeah. when you're just smoking a cigarette, it smells like crap. Right, but it's not and, cigarette and they like flavored. That? And people it's like tobacco that? flavored. I, I guess it's not cigarette. That yeah. would just be insensitive, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Cigarette-flavored vape. Mm. Do that in the middle of a Real Big Fish concert. <laughs> okay, do you want to hear just a really good Real Big Fish concert story? 
Sure. Um, it's an I remember, Unreal Big Fish concert that I was at. Um, I've been to two of them, so. I can't remember. The majority of the concerts I've been to in my life have been Real Big Fish concerts. Yeah, because our family goes to Real Big Fish concerts kind of a lot. Yeah. I think I've been to three. I can't quite I, remember, though. I've definitely been to two. Um, I don't remember whether you were there or not, but I was up at the very front, as I am wont to do. Yes. And there's this guy next to me. We're hanging out before the show starts, like him and his friend, and this one guy's really drunk. And they had the exact same exchange four different times. Count them four <laughs> different times verbatim. Here's what it was. One guy says, I'm going to go get a drink, hold my spot, and leaves. A few minutes later, he comes back with a drink in his hand. His yep. friend says, oh, cool, what'd you get? And he goes, fucked up. <laughs> And they said the exact same <laughs> sequence of words three more times before the concert started. <laughs> it was just I would like, like to imagine they kept doing that <laughs> even after the concert had started, but you would just like stop paying yeah, attention at that point. That very much could have been. It was like I was there was a glitch in the matrix. It was <laughs> uncanny. Um do you wanna well, get into the film we watched today? Sure. Or would you rather review our Real Big Fish concert-going experiences? I'd be pretty good. That's the one, that's the concert where that large Native American man saved my life. (laughs) That's right, when there was a really intense mosh pit, and this guy, like, saw you lose your fitting, and just, like, dove in after you. like, talks to the audience and, like, gives them, like, dance moves to do, and one of them is Whirlpool, where everyone in the mosh pit, like, starts running in a circle in the middle of the dance floor, and I'm not, I'm not a mosher, mosh pits make me claustrophobic, so I was just, like, kind of just, like, standing there, and then I just get absorbed into this giant tsunami of people, and this large Native American man who goes to that concert venue a lot just, like, literally just, like, grabs me by my forearm and, like, yanks me out of the center <laughs> it of it so and probably great. saved my life. Yeah, I like to imagine it's, like, in Toy Story 2 during that dream sequence where Woody is, like, getting absorbed by all of the, in like, the broken can. toy parts. Yeah, and then, like, Andy's hand reaches in and pulls him out at the last second. That's what I like to picture when I imagine that story. That's great. Uh, that doesn't happen in Toy Story 2. He gets absorbed by the trash can. Does he? I thought somebody saved yeah. him at the last second. No. Woody dies in the trash can. That's the whole point. <laughs> okay. Um, hey, Adelaide, what movie did we watch today? We watched Aladdin. <laughs> we watched Toy Story 2. And I we forgot watched Toy Story 2. Surprise. No, we watched the 2019 Aladdin remake that nobody asked for, but we got it. <laughs> yep. I went through... Two really hard 180s on this movie while I was watching yeah, it. Yeah, you texted me this, your whole experience. I mean, the first one, but, like, so, and maybe you can you can agree or disagree. Um, the first probably 45 minutes of this movie before the genie shows up, I was fully just like, fuck this movie. Like, it sucks, and there's nothing about it that's even slightly worthwhile and there's nothing about it that I like. I was, like, full-on, like, this movie makes me upset that it exists. And then, once the genie showed up, and it decided to just be 110% a rom-com, I was like, oh, wait, actually, this is really great, and I've totally had a complete change of heart on this movie because I really love this. And then the third act... It got boring and stupid again, and I got angry again. <laughs> okay, let's just get it out there real quick. Jafar in this movie 
fucking sucks. Yeah, uh-huh. I hate Jafar in this movie. He's boring. He has no character. He doesn't sing. He doesn't sing he the doesn't Prince sing Ali the reprise, which is the best fucking the song. The best part of the movie, goddammit. It's damn it. so good, and they don't do it. He doesn't shoot him out of a out of the big tower into the middle of the North Pole. He doesn't. He doesn't sucks. pretend to hit him like a golf ball into space in a rocket. Just no, the only thing he's I care just like, about. oh, I want power. Second, second, I don't want to be second. I want to have power. And it's right. just, it's stupid. It sucks. He's so boring. He doesn't turn into a giant snake. He doesn't turn into, how do you fuck that up? How yeah, do you do instead, it? instead, okay, he makes Iago super big, but Iago's character was also just obliterated in this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, Iago well, is not a character. He's just a fucking parrot. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's... He's not a talking animal, really. No. He's just, uh, he seems like a real parrot who just knows a very handy series of phrases. And has, and it's just like, has a very certain, he's got a vendetta, I guess. Like, right, yeah. He's an owl with, not an owl. <laughs> he's an owl with a mission. <laughs> We've been watching too many Harry Potter movies. That's true. Um, yeah, well, it's just like... They fucked up the third act of this thing so bad. They did. It was weird. It's honestly because they kind they do they go they stray really far from the movie, and it it's it's not bad. It's just not as fun. I just yeah. wanted to have fun. I wanted J- Princess Jasmine stuck in the hourglass, about to be buried in right. sand, and the giant snake Jafar, and the and the oh, what is he called, and the. What's the ruler of this country called? Sultan. And the Sultan, like, with the puppet strings and stuff. Like, I want the silly, fun stuff. Yeah, man. And but it's we just didn't like, do any of it. And, you know, it's it's a little bit like what I talked about in my Spider-Man video that I did. It's like, it, this is an adaptation, right? Yeah. And an adaptation isn't bad because it's different. No. But it is bad if it's different and also bad. Yeah. <laughs> Which See, this like, movie is. Yeah, well, see, like, going to the actual beginning of the film, the intro with the two little kids on the boat and their dad telling the story. Like, that's super cute. I like that. I think that's a good idea. But I don't like it more than the crazy old salesman who's trying to con me into buying this lamp. Like, I like that way better. That was a hundred times better. The very first thing I have written down, and I guess this sort of makes more sense later in the movie, but it's just, like, it was Will Smith, just like how Robin Williams was the merchant at the beginning of the original. And it's, like, Will Smith is, like... Say again. Oh, you're right, he was. Yeah. But so, he's, like, talking to his kids, and the first thing I was have written down was just like, Will, you need to make an acting decision here. Because, like, you are clearly an old-timey person in old-timey clothes, but you are speaking with the exact same affectation that you have in your YouTube channel, and that's a bad thing. <laughs> I think Will Smith only knows how to play one dad character, and that's right. himself as a dad, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. Like, but he's yeah. like, okay, in this scene, you're talking to your two kids, and Will Smith's like, all right, I'm playing a dad, so I'm just going to talk to these kids like they're my kids yesterday. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's go. Right, exactly. No, and see, because here's the thing, is that, like, the genie is a character who's, like, he sort of exists outside of the world of the story, right? Yeah. Like, especially in the original, it was much more pronounced. 
because it was like pop culture reference o'clock, you know? Yeah. Like Robin Williams was doing like Rodney Dangerfield impressions as the genie in a story yeah, that which, takes place in like way olden times, which is great. Yeah, and no eight year old in the nineties understood, but we were gonna pretend that they did. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um but like so I like Will Smith doing just his regular everyday Will Smith shtick as the genie. I think that works and is totally fun. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, at the end of the movie, it turns out that that guy was actually the genie, because when he gets set free, he just turns into a real guy, I guess. Whatever. Um, we'll talk We'll talk about it. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, in in the context of the story, his weird acting decision actually does kind of make sense. I still don't yeah. like it, though. Yeah. Well, I think what, this movie gave me a real appreciation for, like, Will Smith is, like, actually a very good singer. Like, him singing oh, yeah. Arabian Arabian Nights, like, he totally hits those notes way more yeah, than man. I thought he could. And how good Arabian Nights is is totally uh, foreshadowed shadowed over. It, 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 it doesn't matter anymore because <laughs> fucking one, one jump sucks so bad. It's the worst! Fuck Why that does number! Why it suck so bad? God like, damn like, it. They're, like, trying to, like, do rap, but they're not committing to it. It's, like, spoken word a little bit. Yeah. And the, the actor who can play... The actor who plays Aladdin can sing, because he sings the reprise very well. But the one jump sucks, and for some reason, all of the, like, background singers are doing these, like... They're doing these character voices, which is fine, because they did character voices in the animated one, too. But it feels like bad singers doing character voices mm-hmm. like when he's when he like runs and in, falls into the classroom full of girls which is hilarious because in the original <laughs> one he falls into a brothel right so that's your weird <laughs> disney remake feminism <laughs> yeah. in there real quick. it's like oh these girls are all getting educated <laughs> yeah all woke <laughs> but yeah and they're then they start singing where they're like oh Aladdin's super hot but he's poor and they just like sound so bad yeah and, and then so, the lady, and the lady who sings like, "Well, I still think he's rather tasty," or whatever weird line she says, she sucks. Yeah, like it just—it's bad. The choreography is totally fine. Like the uh, visuals are great. I'm having a good time. Aladdin's jumping over stuff. They're doing the, the like painted smoke that they do in India. Like they're doing a bunch right. of fun stuff. But like the song itself just sounds like garbage. See, I disagree about the choreography. Here's sort of this applies to a lot of different things in this movie. But I, I'm going to bring it up first here, yeah. which is that, like, the movie originally has a very frenetic pacing, just in general, Yeah. that you can pull off in an animated movie. Like, this song in particular, like, every line of that song, he's, like, completely moved to a different space. He's running around all throughout the city. There's different yeah. characters jumping in and out, singing just, like, a couple of words before being gone because he's, like, moving so fast. And everything's going crazy. And yeah. in a live-action movie... It's almost impossible, even if you're really good at making a movie, which the people on this movie weren't really, um, <laughs> it's almost impossible to, like, give it that same sense of momentum, right? True. The I mean, things... you just can't with animation. Yeah. Well, you can with animation, but not in no, live No, you just action, can't. Maybe. You can't go up against animation. Yeah, exactly. Um, you can't do it better than animation. Right. And so that's sort of where I feel like this song just doesn't come together. And, like, the things that are cool about this number, the only thing that I found myself being kind of intrigued by were, like, the parkour moves he was doing around yeah, the city. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about and like, the choreography. Okay, yeah, because that's kind of Like, where he does cool. that cool thing where he, like, spins around, like, with his head on one wall and his feet on the other. Like, yeah. that was super cool. But, like, the way he moves around, like, in a, terms of filmmaking, 
He's just moving from environment to environment so quickly, and you never, ever have any sense of any space at all. Yeah. It's just, like, total... It's incoherent on the screen. And you're just like, I guess he's jumping around. Like, there's nothing satisfying about watching this. Yeah. Um, but a little bit before... I guess it might be a little bit afterwards. Um, they do so much weird legwork in the first half of this movie... With, like, the bracelet and stuff? Well, yeah, just to, like, make the plot weirdly more complicated for yeah. no reason. Yeah. <clears throat> like, what happens at the very beginning? He's not just stealing, or, Aladdin's not just stealing food. What is he doing? I wrote no, down, why not steals, just have him steal food? He steals the lady's necklace, and he goes to steal it to this lady for food, like Ray does in oh, the Star Wars Oh, that's right, movie. that's right, yeah. What the fuck? Why doesn't he just steal food? He answered dates. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, what was wrong with that in the original? Like, why yeah, did he just he need stole to change some bread that? and he gave the bread to the kids? Instead, <laughs> he steals a necklace, trades it to this mean lady for some dates, and then give, and then he gives the dates to the kids. Like, it's just yeah. a weird extra step. And then, so there's this moment when Jasmine gets introduced, where yeah. this is my favorite. There's like some hungry kids, and yeah. they're looking at some food. Yeah, and Jasmine's like. What the fuck? Why don't you just take it? <laughs> they that's, just do. That's the same in the animated, though. She still does do that. Does she? Yeah. Hold on. She sees some hungry kids, and she sees some apples, and she's like, you guys want these apples? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. But they I guess the, the difference is that she doesn't verbalize it quite so bluntly in the animated Well, but in movie. the animated version, the salesman's gonna cut her hand off, and then in this one, they were like, oh, then I'll, ta- I'll take your bracelet. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. It's the kind of thing that's like, I don't know if Disney's just trying to make it more kid-friendly, like if they're well, worried that it's too scary in the modern day. I don't know. Well, I think what's weird is that with Beauty and the Beast, they weirdly set it in like real life France with like real life, like gender politics with like Belle learning how to read. But, but we went the, over that. It's not even real life. It was well, totally yeah, but it's not, not real even life, true. But it's it's that fake real life. You know what I mean? Like sure, they added yeah. that level of like drama. And in this one, they're like kind of putting it in real life, where everyone keeps telling like Jasmine, know your place, be seen and not heard, and all that stuff. But like at the same time, like they cut out the stuff of like cutting off her hand, and they're like, oh, I'm going to steal your necklace. Like it just right. seems like I don't know. Like they sort of made it less real. Yeah, exactly. Like it's 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 pretty brutal there, especially at the time period that we're talking about. Yeah, it's no, for brutal. sure. Like so, like in the animated version when like the it's like if you stole you got your hand cut off and it's like yeah you would and like Aladdin like falls into the brothel and stuff like that and it's still all very PG because like it's Disney and I don't know to like weirdly take all of that stuff out but then really push the gender politics just seemed weird. Yeah, like I feel like you needed to. You can do both. You should have d- just done both. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, the So, correct me if I'm wrong. There are a few moments in this number and a couple of other numbers where suddenly people are just kind of in fast motion. I haven't... I didn't realize the fast motion. I realized the slow motion when Aladdin was falling into the water. Right. That I thought was a really weird choice, but I didn't notice the fast motion. Maybe because the scene is already so fast, I just, like, yeah. it, it just didn't even. There's <laughs> definitely, me. I mean, look, there's sort of a creative element here of trying to make it feel like a Bollywood movie, right? Yeah, definitely. Which is weird because it's not set in a place where Bollywood is from, but whatever. It's, it's okay. Um, 
the, and I feel like maybe that like fast motion thing that's a thing that I've seen in Bollywood movies before, right? Mm-hmm. It's like this sort of like heightened reality sort of world that these this sort of genre of movie lives in. You yeah. Know? It's like the sitcom transitions that we all make fun of on Tumblr. Exactly, yeah. Um but it still is so weirdly jarring. I don't know. I, I guess you didn't even notice it, but it's just like, nah. and it also maybe I might even be wrong. I'm not a hundred percent sure that's a thing they do in Bollywood movies. Maybe it was just a weird thing that this movie did, and I was just like, oh sure, that maybe that's justified for some reason. Um, yeah, but, you're doing but, a lot of work to justify it when maybe it's not justifiable. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, I, I feel like the real purpose of it was to just try to keep pace with an animated movie, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. And it's just like, I don't know, the first part of this movie, like, even a movie I don't really like that much, like Beauty and the Beast, it still feels like it has kind of an identity of its own, you know? Mm -hmm. And it feels like it has a creative intent behind it. But, like, the first third of this movie is just so breathtakingly, like, uninspired and, like, yeah. just nothing. And I was like, I, mean, I I have no reason to, to watch this. I mean, like, the costumes are really, really pretty, and the sets are really, really pretty. I but really like we, the sets. I mean, the sets, they're just kind of standard Middle Eastern pretty, you know? Yeah. Like, they're just, like, it's it's nothing we've never seen before. And right. it's it doesn't matter how pretty your sets are or how pretty your costumes are if you don't do anything you know yeah. like mm-hmm. it, you have to you have to do something with them it can't just be like oh look at this isn't this pretty isn't right. that cool um the next thing i have written down is fuck abu um yeah abu looks so fucking horrible in yeah this. the cgi is not good raj it's... doesn't look good yeah and raj also i just want to note that raja is too scary in this movie yeah raja no, shouldn't raja be raja wants scary. to kill everyone yeah um but it's not even necessarily the viciousness, it's just that it's a real fucking tiger, and that's very yeah. different from an animated tiger. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like, it's it's even like the type of tiger that they chose. Like, do you ever see those pictures of, like, the big Bengal tiger, and it's just, like, sleeping on a rock, and you're like, oh, I could cuddle that. Right. Like, that's the type of tiger that Jasmine should have had, and not this kind of... He kind of looks like the tiger from Jungle Book that's, like, scarred and, like, kind of gray and, like, ruffled up. Like, Raj, yeah. something's wrong with Raj. Raj's I got, almost, like, mange or something. Right. I almost wonder if they, like, maybe reused some of the same assets between those two movies. Wait, was that a tiger in Jungle Book or was it a... It's a tiger. Yeah, it's a tiger. Sorry, I couldn't remember what kind of big cat What's it was. What's his face? Idris Elba. Scar? Yeah. Um, it's not Scar. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> Scar from the Jungle Book. Are we going to do Lion King when it comes out? I almost just don't even want to oh, watch God, it. Oh, God. I don't want to talk about Lion It's the same goddamn movie. I know there's like a new song or whatever, but it's the same goddamn right. movie. Like shot for shot. Um, but it's shot for shot, but worse. Anyway. Yeah. Um, God. There's a, there's a moment I really, really love. Where, um, first of all, he, like, brings Jasmine back to his hideout, and he has this weird mechanized staircase. It's just like, okay, sure, fine, fucking whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. Um, He's a tinkerer. He never comes back again. (laughs) Right. Just like Belle. But then, um, they get there, and Jasmine sees that he has, like, this weird loot. Um. Yep. And she plays, like, two chords. (laughs) She's like, blah. Random notes. Blah. And Aladdin's like, you know that song? (laughs) 
It's just like, what the fuck? But then they start to talk about their dead parents. Don't you just want to blow your brains out? Like, (laughs) hey, Disney, with your freaking remakes of classic movies, stop talking about everybody's dead parents. I just don't fucking care. And it's like, it's not even like a a moment that comes back at all. It's just like, my mom taught me that song. It's like, oh, my mom taught me that song too. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Jasmine's mom at least kind of affects the plot because they are talking about the country that she came from is the one that Jafar is thinking of evading. So she, like, and she raised Jasmine to be a strong, confident woman. So she at least, like, kind of affects the plot. But Aladdin's just like, oh, both both of my parents are dead. Anyway, (laughs) like, it's, why? Why even bring it up, Disney? Like, Someone, like, Disney, like, got the memo that everyone was making fun of them for nobody having parents, and they just thought, like, oh, people like that, right? (laughs) Right. And we don't care, because in the animated movies, it's just their parents just aren't there, because they're just not important to the plot, and so, yeah, they don't have parents, but it just doesn't matter. But in the remakes, they, like, drill into it. They're like, my mother was the pepper (laughs) died, she taught me this, and then she died because of the plague. <laughs> right. And it's just like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Disney, I don't care. Right. Um, so I want to take a moment and let's talk about um, what was Jafar's plot in the original. Um, he wants power and he yeah. wants the lamp from the Cave of Wonders. Yeah. But he needs the diamond in the rough, quote unquote, to go in. So yeah. he asks his like magic crystal ball who it is. He- and yeah, it's like it's, take a crystal it, ball to bar. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's Aladdin. He's like cool, so he sends Aladdin to jail and convinces him to go in. Super yeah. simple. Yeah. Um, this movie for some reason adds like forty extra steps in that. Yeah, and none of them are good. None of them make him a good character. Yeah, it doesn't add anything besides just bullshit. Like yeah. I don't even Listen, remember what they all are. Jafar's one-dimensional original character of bad guy who wants lamp is ten billion times more interesting than <laughs> right. this guy who's like, oh, I used, I used to be a thief and then I went to jail and I worked right. my way up and I'm tired of being second best and the word second is my trigger word for some <laughs> right. reason. And it's yeah. just like, oh, God, Jafar, I don't care about your past. Right. That's not why you're here. You're here to be spooky and scary and kiss the sultan's boots and then sing a really cool song like that's why you're here um okay i am gonna disagree with you uh, just a touch though because i do like the dynamic between jafar and aladdin where they're both kind of like thieves and pickpockets i like the idea that like especially like that first moment when jafar like steals something from him and you as an audience are like totally not expecting it and you're just like oh shit and like I like this idea that, like, they're both thieves in a certain way, but it highlights, like, specifically the difference in morality between the two of them. How, like, Jafar was a thief, but he was... Sucks. Yeah, but he used that sort of ambivalence to law and morality to just crush everybody under his foot and, like, bring himself power. Whereas Aladdin is only doing enough to survive, you know? It's like... I, I totally agree with you until the scene where Jafar steals the lamp from Aladdin by just passing by him in an alleyway. And then, But that then was, it gets stolen back from him, right? 
No. So Aladdin's Wait. walking around with the lamp in his bag, and he passes Jafar, but he doesn't know it's Jafar because he's got like a hood on or something, and he pickpockets the lamp from him. Okay, and that's gotcha. how Jafar gets the lamp. And how does really he get stupid. it in the original? Uh, he. Uh, I think Iago just steals it from him, but that's fine because okay. I mean I don't know it's, it's dumb either way. Um, it's, yeah, it's dumb. Don't worry. about Whatever. It. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. Just like that conversation they have in the desert where they're like, "We're not so different, you and I." I don't know. I kind of dug it. Yeah, um, no, I really like that scene too. I just think overall for his character, it does nothing. That yeah. scene and what Fair it establishes enough. is really really cool, and I really enjoy it also. But then um, we never come back to it ever again. Right. Okay, I also... We totally skipped over this, and this is way earlier, but I just want to make a note that during... Uh, when Will Smith is singing Arabian Nights, um, yeah. there's, like, that whole montage that, like, details, like, the first half hour of the movie. And yeah. when I saw that, I was like, oh, this fucking rules. Like, I thought we were just going to start up in the Cave of Wonders, and I was about to be like, that's a fucking great decision. Like, that's so cool. Like, I'm excited by the idea that we're just going to get right into it, you know? Because yeah. they show you, the last thing they show you at the end of the song is Aladdin in the Cave of Wonders. And then it's just like, anyway, here's the actual opening. And you're like, oh. No, that wasn't well. Aladdin in the Cave of Wonders. That was that was one of the thieves that Jafar picks up that isn't worthy, so he gets eaten by the tiger sand. Is that what it is? Yeah. But don't they... I thought at the no, very beginning... No, because that's how the other movie starts, too, is that he's got those two dragonfly pieces. Right. It puts together, and they make the Cave of Wonders, and he brings that one fat guy who's like, yes, master, and then yeah. he gets crushed in by the sand tiger. Right. But isn't the montage at the beginning... I thought it, like, outlined, like, Aladdin stealing stuff and running away from guards before it went to that, didn't it? No, this, the the... Robin Williams is like, let me tell you a story. And no, I'm talking about in the see... in the in the remake. Oh, in the remake, it's just like going through the town, and then they go to a transition to the Cave of Wonders, and it gets crushed. To me, it read like this is Aladdin. Here's that like all that town sequence that you recognize from the original movie. Here it is. We're showing it to you, and now we're no. transitioning into the next beat of the movie that you know, which is the Cave of Wonders. And now it feels like we're starting the story. And I was like, oh, tight. We're just going to skip no. through it. Like, I was totally down with that. Anyway. No, it was all just establishing shots. You were yeah. wrong. Regardless, that's how I read it, and I was excited to have to deviate from the animated movie and do something different and cool, and then they just didn't. Um, didn't so, the, I, the, uh, next thing that, the next thing that I have written down yeah. is that I talked about this so much with Beauty and the Beast that I feel like I don't need to talk to it talk about it again. But something really bugs me with the way that this movie, like, totally, like, kind of softens the sexism of the Middle East with right. Jasmine. Like, her whole, everything that's against her is just people telling her to shut up, which is a very good way to kind of phrase that. And it's I, it's just that base feminism for six-year-old girls that, like, when someone tells you to shut up, they shouldn't do that. You should be able to speak. That's great. I love that. But it's just, it feels like such a softball, you know? And it's, yeah. so it's kind of a difficult topic, so I understand why, but it's just, I don't know, it, it rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> I already said this, but Iago's character is just totally destroyed. Like, yeah. he's just not, he's not, he's not right. a character in here anymore. And I also, presuming you don't have anything to say before this, um, Cave of Wonders is fucking ugly and boring. Yeah, okay, I have, okay, two scenes in this movie that they just screw up so bad. It's the Cave of Wonders and A Whole New World. 
because they the the colors are so muted in this weird like navy blue color. Yeah. That like in the Cave of Wonders, it's like kind of hard to see all the gold. And like looking yeah. back at the animated version, that whole scene is like bright yellow where there's just like so much gold that it like makes your eyes hurt. Like Exactly, yeah. And the rubies are so red and the sapphires and all that stuff. Like you're it's kind of it like hurts your eyes to look at all of this gold. Mm-hmm. And then when Aladdin walks into this stupid blue cave and has to climb a little thing, it just it looks so ugly. It's like hard to see anything in that yeah. scene. It's so ugly. There are like puddles of gold coins <laughs> littered yeah. about. God. Um oh, this is just a stupid thing, but I've like always never understood it. How does the lamp like actually like produce a flame? Um I think you just keep oil in it. Do you just put oil in it? That would be but why that's not a lamp. That's just an oil urn. Yeah. God guys. But I mean that version of the word lamp I think predates our modern version of the word lamp. It probably does. Um I don't know. I'm, wow, this I'm has just been speaking interesting. out of my um, the uh, so okay. So the okay. So the genie. Hold on. One just quick thing before that. Um, I think the soundtrack in this movie is very good. Um, yeah. By which I just mean like the regular orchestral soundtrack, not like the musical yeah. numbers. Yeah. They use the sort of like motifs of the songs in really creative ways. Like when Aladdin rescues the magic carpet for the first time, and there's this sort of like riff on the A Whole New World melody that sort of plays as the sting as it like kind of flies around. That oh, I think cool. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's super. It's just like a super cool and like creative use of a musical, really, that I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's let's I'll take a deep let's take a deep breath here. Because now we're at the part of the movie that is good. That's good. Except, real. I'm gonna I'm gonna criticize one more thing. Oh, okay, yeah. Actually, get one more. A good time. Get one more, Duncan. Okay, so the genie did like would Will Smith like not let them paint him blue? Why is he like the reason that the genie looks so bad and the reason that people were cringing so much at that first teaser is because it looks so uncanny valley. And, like, the easiest fix to that would just be to do it practically. Like, get it prosthetic ears and paint them blue and then just, like, animate what you have to. Like, it looks... Like, the second that the genie, like, gets, like, regular legs instead of his wushy tail, he looks, like, ten billion times better. Right. Like, the CGI... I don't know why the CGI for this movie is so bad. Like, especially with the CGI that we've seen from Disney that's looked so crazy lifelike. Like, why is the CGI in this movie so bad and so weird and so uncanny valley? Like, right. Well, it's because the G- they're putting all their money into Lion King, because it's coming out two months later. But the Lion King looks like shit, too. Yeah, but that's entirely CGI. That's a lot more money than the CGI that's in Aladdin true. is. Um, like, but also, I don't think it's fair to say, like, did Will Smith not want to get painted? Because that's systemic in, like, all movies right now, is things that could and should be done practically. Things that would most likely be easier to do practically, still being computer-generated for no particular reason. For example, cats. (laughs) Like, and it's just, it's one of those things that's like, it's totally inexplicable to me. Mostly because, I think the biggest reason they do it is because it gives you more freedom in post-production, right? It does. Um, because it would clearly, clearly be cheaper to do something like the genie practically. Because visual yeah. effects are very expensive, and, you know, makeup and costumes and these sorts of things are also expensive, but a fraction of the amount so. 
Well, it's and like, like even in that opening scene with him as the genie, like even his face like looks animated. Like, was he in a mocap suit for this like for friend like me? Yeah, no, like, he was. There, it's oh, he's a, he's a fully computer generated image. Oh, why no? Why? Because, like, oh, God, like every time you can like tell when it's like animated genie and when it's just Will Smith acting. Right. And, I, I like Willem Smith so much more than I like this crazy animated demon man. Like, I don't know who that is. That's not Will Smith. I hate him. Right. Why would they do this? Oh, I hate the world. I love animation, but don't use it for this. Don't <laughs> but, use it for evil. Um. So let's get into Friend Like Me, which is great. Um, they do a very good job. Yeah. Like, this is the first time in this movie I was like... Because at this point I was just fucking pissed and angry about everything. Yeah. And I watched Yeah, how to, I know. I um, want to see the actual fucking text that you sent me. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, and then during Friend Like Me, I was like, okay, I'll concede that this is fun. Like, it's colorful and visually, like, planned out in any kind of way. There's, like, yeah. intent to it. It's got its own ideas aside from the original movie. Like, totally and completely, it's, like, a perfectly fine, super fun musical number, and I was very much on board with it. Yeah, and, like, Will Smith does such a good job, because the genie is such a huge role, specifically because of Robin Williams, and Will Smith, I think, does a super good job of, like, doing his own take on it. For sure. And even when he's, even when he's saying lines straight out of the original, like, you could tell, like, he's... Still doing it in his own way. He's not trying to copy Robin Williams because there's no way that he could. So right. I really respect him for what a good job he does in this role. Uh huh. No, yeah, and that's that's sort of the thing is that like you know they they sort of do a half and half with that because on the one hand the genie as a character was built around Robin Williams' persona, right? Yeah, absolutely. And because it's not like he was a character that they came up with and they decided to cast Robin Williams. Like, even before Robin Williams was attached to the project, he was the person that they were envisioning being this character, right? Yeah, which is why they begged him to play that character, even though he exactly. kind of didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that wasn't really why. There's a whole bunch of videos, like, all about that whole conflict. Because yeah. uh, Robin Williams was actually, like, really eager to get into animated movies. Um, yeah. Because there's this whole drama when he was in The Rescuers around the same time. And Disney, like, tried their best to, like, like bomb that movie as best they could. It was from a different studio. Um, yeah. So that they could take the attention off of the other Robin Williams role and have him be more closely associated with Disney and their brand. Anyway, whole big thing. Um so that was why, like, Robin Williams had such a bad relationship with Disney was because of the way they treated him when he started doing Aladdin. But he was excited to get into Aladdin, and it was something that he was passionate about. Um, gotcha. Anyway, um, but, like, my point around that I'm trying to get at is that... Dancing around. Uh, like, GD is Robin Williams. That's, like, the whole thing. And so Disney knew they couldn't just cast somebody to try to do Robin Williams because nobody really could. Like and, they do in all the video games that right. never works. So they made a decision to cast somebody who's not, you know, not like polar opposite, but somebody with a very different persona that's still big and popular and likable, you know? Yeah. And I think Will Smith is a perfect casting decision. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, they also give him exactly the same songs that were yeah. written around Robin Williams' persona, which I yeah. think is a bad choice. 
Um, yeah, especially because Will Smith has such a musical career. Exactly. Like, no, and here's the thing that frustrates me is that they did their own version of Friend Like Me, like, more tailored to Will Smith's persona in the credits, like the DJ Khaled remix. Like, they should have used that as the regular Friend Like Me. I would have liked that much, much better. And then you can put the regular original version with Will Smith in the credits as, like, kind of an Easter egg. Um, But I think it's Disney's kind of, like respect for themselves because no one loves disney more than disney does i don't think that they would make an aladdin movie without putting the original friend like me in it like they just they just couldn't but here's the thing in keeping with (laughs) uh genie's like long pop culture reference tradition imagine (laughs) imagine this okay if dj college no shush 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 shush. (laughs) okay okay you're in don't fucking steal my jokes from me before I make them. I'm so sorry. You can edit that. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine they're in the Cave of Wonders. The uh, genie comes out of the lamp. There Aladdin's like, whoa, what is this? What's going on? And Will Smith I'm is next like, to Aladdin. Let, me, let me explain how this is going to go. And from the distance, you just hear, DJ Khaled! <laughs> and just the DJ Khaled <laughs> remix starts playing. How fucking great would that be? So is DJ Khaled, is he like, is he like another genie or? No, he's just there. And he's okay, physically gotcha. there also. He's gotcha, also gotcha, in gotcha, the gotcha. Cave of Wonders. Gotcha, 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 um, gotcha. <laughs> there's also this really great, I like this sort of gag that they do where Aladdin just like takes a really long time to catch on of like what the genie is and what he's doing. And yeah. like after the whole song when he's like, so wait, so you're just going to do whatever I want for me? And he's like, the song was the instructions i thought yeah. that was so fucking funny i died at that you um, see, i didn't write down a lot of stuff for how much i like the genie because like he just says a lot of like really funny stuff and it's a really <laughs> likable and good character yeah, so man. i just like didn't write anything down i'm like i'm having a great time yeah and so what i wrote down is that like the thing i wrote down in my notes is this is still all asinine but now that will smith is here it's palatable <laughs> Yeah, now I'm okay with it. Yeah. I understand. It's all been worth it because Will Smith is here. Um, and okay. They made this weird decision that I don't like at all, where they made the rules about the genie way more specific, and it's like, oh, I wasn't rubbing the lamp when I said I wish we were out of here, which yeah, is like... Yeah, that's weird. This is stupid. It's like yeah. a much better version of it in the original that's simpler and easier to do. He just says, yeah, he like... he just has to say, I wish. Yeah, he just yeah. didn't actually wish for it. He just says, well, like... I, I think what he says more... is, like, oh, I don't even know if I believe you that you could do it. And he's like, oh, yeah? Fucking check this out. And he gets him out. And he's like, I didn't actually wish for that. You just did that on your own. That's great. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's more Aladdin being a little trickster, which is what we yeah. like about Aladdin. We want him to be a little trickster. Yeah, we want to be a little trickster boy. Um, And I think my favorite part of this whole movie... I had a huge fucking grin on my face for the entire time of the Prince Ali number. Prince Ali goes so hard. It's that song really, is really so good. good. And Will Smith and, is doing a lot of really fun stuff vocally in he it. He is. Like, and, well, because that's when you get, like, his, like, rap stuff. Like, that's yeah. when you get, like, his, like, actual, like, musical persona, like, in Prince Ali. Like, the whole thing where he, like, stops the whole song until the Sultan, like, claps his hands. Like, it's all, like... It's super Will Smith, and it's yeah. so good. 
and it's yeah, I don't know, and like it's just like huge and bombastic, and it's mostly all practical. It's like people dancing and choreography, and it's yeah. like fuck, this is what we need to be doing at all times in these Disney remakes. Yeah, for everything. Like this it's is so good. This needs to be the blueprint of what we're doing here. If we're gonna be doing this, make it like this, not all the other stupid bullshit we've been doing before. Yeah. Well, and it's like even. Because, I mean, because the original Prince Ali, again, very much showcased Robin Williams's like, different, like, kind of vocalization, because he does all those little, like, side characters. And the fact that Will Smith doesn't do those, except for the brothel lady, he does do that one. Yeah. But, like, the fact, but that he still does it in a very Will Smith way. But, like, the yeah. fact that he just, like, did his own thing, and, like, I want, I, when I watch this movie, I want it to be different from the original Aladdin, because if it's not, what are we even doing here, you uh-huh. know? Right. So I think this is this is the best example on how to make a remake, too. Because it does capture the energy and the, the bombasticness and the color of the original animated scene. But it does its own thing, and it's still equally beautiful, if not in a different way. Like, yeah. this, should, this should be what we're doing. Why aren't we doing this? Yeah, and they're, like, making creative decisions on their own, not just trying to, like, emulate the original movie, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and <laughs> there's that great... It's so funny to me. What's the line that Will Smith sings where it's, like, to something grovel and stare... But he definitely, oh. definitely, definitely says to fucking grovel and stare. And it, it's to gawk and grovel. To and gawk, stare. grovel, and stare at Prince Ali. He yeah. Literally. But it just sounds like he says to fucking grovel and stare. It sounds Prince so Ali. much like it. I'm literally going to cut it into the podcast. Because <laughs> it really it, sounds it like really, he says that. Really, really sounds yeah, like it. So get on out in that square. Adjust your belly prepare. To fucking grovel and stare. I almost wonder if he just said it, and the people were like, do you want to take that, did you say fucking grovel and stare? He was like, no, I said the original lines, it just kind of sounded like that, and they were like, okay, it's fine, whatever, we'll move on. (laughs) And it's like, I almost wonder if Will Smith, like, pulled one over on everybody and actually just dropped a huge F-bomb in the middle of Aladdin. We were in the car with our friends on the way to Seattle when we, because we were listening to Disney music, so we just put on this one, and it's the first time I ever heard it, and I <laughs> stopped the song, and I was like, did he just say fucking grovel and stare at Prince yeah, uh, Ali? Because <laughs> um, okay. he does. <laughs> uh, so this whole section of the movie, they make the decision to just make it, like, fully and completely a romantic comedy, which is and great. And that's great. Um, Aladdin and the genie have such, like, genuine, fun chemistry in all of this, um, and the way they play off of each other is so funny, um, and I feel like... that's the opening scene when Aladdin comes in with all the gifts, he's like, I bought, I got jam, and (laughs) some jam, and Will Smith is like, for the love of Christ, (laughs) do not say the word jam again. Like, it's, just it's really, really good. good. And when they go to the party afterwards, and the genie's like, I love to party. Please don't screw this up for yeah. me. Go over there. Like, <laughs> like, it's so good. He has this great delivery of it, too. He's just like, I've been in a lamp for a thousand years. I like to party. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, but yeah, and I also, the one thing that I feel like this movie actually does maybe even better than the original is like, 
you really get a feel for the fact that, like, Aladdin is super duper a fish out of water in this situation, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, in the animated movie, Aladdin has, like, a lot of confidence. And maybe that might even be more, like, true to his Just character. Because he's yeah. sort of a shy- like a shyster and, like, maybe I shouldn't say shyster. I feel like that might be a Jewish slur. He's, it might be. <laughs> he's kind of a trickster and, like, knows how to, like, fake his way through things and, like, get one over on people. So the fact that he's really confident is kind of a character choice. But yeah. this is a different one where it's, like, you're, like, really nervous for him because yeah. he, like, really clearly doesn't know what he's doing at all. Yeah. Well, and it also makes the genie much more important like in the original animated movie uh, the genie is always kind of around aladdin but aladdin's always very confident mm-hmm. and so the genie's like hey aladdin you need to tell the, the princess the truth and he's like no shut up genie go over there i right. got this i got this and so in this version where aladdin is not confident he's like genie i need you to help me right anytime that the genie's not there you kind of get that panic that aladdin has yeah, yeah, because yeah. you know that like he could totally just screw this up at any second uh-huh yeah, I think there's there's just a very different kind of tension. Like, it's really interesting yeah. just the way that they play it. Like, it really changes the dynamic of the scene in a really interesting way. And, yeah. like, this second act of the movie is so frustrating because it's, like, it's just one of those things. Like, the way that they play that particular dynamic is really smart. And it's a really interesting and cool creative decision that they made, which they totally don't do at any other point in the movie. No. <sighs> All these remakes, they make really good decisions in the moment, and they don't know how to follow through on them. Because I think if they if they do follow through on these cool ideas that they have, I think they think that they're changing the story too much because right. they're making a different decision. Uh-huh. So I think that's why, because we said this about Beauty and the Beast too, it's like you set up something really cool, you just never came back to it. I yeah. think they never come back to those things because they're like, well, that's cool, but we have to stick to the script, you know? Right. And yeah, and there's even, like, even in terms of, like, the filmmaking language, right? Oh, like, yeah. there's there's nothing in this movie in terms of, like, the editing and the camera work that wouldn't necessarily have been done in the original, you know? Like, mm-hmm. they're not doing anything to, like, distinguish this as its own movie in terms of... And I mean, it's weird to talk about because one's an animated movie and one's in live action, so it's... Yeah, The languages are a little bit different. But in that particular scene, there's that great moment where they're, like, cross-cutting between... Aladdin and the genie talking and Jasmine and her like handmaiden talking like yeah and they're doing this weird like archer thing where it's like like like, finishing each other's sentences exactly yeah it's really cool and fun and it's like just this extra flair that's totally unique to this movie and it works and it's really good right um the (laughs) okay I want to talk before that during that whole awkward like party scene right where they have like the dance number and i love that dance number so much it's so because cool. if if it's the choreography is so good it's this really cool character moment between the genie and aladdin where the genie is making aladdin have these great dance moves <laughs> right but it's also the only scene in this movie that like really feels bollywood and it's like right. really fun i wish that this movie had kind of decided to just kind of be a bollywood movie like I think it's maybe just because I want them to make a stylized choice at all, exactly. and that just seems yeah. like the obvious one to make. Like, I just, like, the, like, the dynamic poses and the way the camera moves and all the beautiful costumes and the colors. Like, it's such a cool scene to just be in. It's got such a fun energy to it. Right. And then once it's done, that kind it's of done. energy is gone. We're yeah. done with it. Um, do you want to talk about Whole New World? 
Why is it blue? Why yeah. is it navy blue? Why is that the only color we get? It's, You're it's, trying to show me how beautiful the world is, and it's <laughs> one color, and I can't see what's happening. Adeline, you're forgetting. Yes. It's uh -huh. nighttime. So and it's dark we can only at have nighttime. one color. It's dark at nighttime, one color. It's all you get. <laughs> yeah, no, it's super boring, and the arrangement is bad, and like no. even like the lead up between the two characters. Their chemistry is not at a point yet where it feels natural for them to have this exchange. It's kind of it's yeah. odd. It, it's because, okay, in the original animated movie, I, I really liked Aladdin and Jasmine's chemistry in this movie. But in the original movie, Jasmine is kind of angry at Aladdin. She doesn't like Aladdin. And so that scene has a lot of energy to it. So it make when it kind of picks up in this romantic direction... Even though they don't have that chemistry, it still works. Because we had all that so much buildup of tension and emotion that when right. it goes somewhere, you're like, okay, I buy that. That's fine. Yeah. And in this movie, they do have a really good chemistry. But before he gets on the magic carpet, they talk about maps for like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then they go on this magic carpet ride. And I'm like, guys, any energy that you would have had is just gone. Right. Because we had this stupid conversation and you made a Disneyland yeah. joke on the map. It's like, it's not... Like, there was just no energy, and so when we... There was no energy going into a whole new world, so it just it just falls flat. It doesn't work. Right. Also, I just want to say, um, you know that line that, at least for me, is ingrained in my head forever because I watched the original so many times as a kid, where Jeannie yeah. is like, tell her the truth! <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. so great. Um, I wanted Will Smith to do that very badly because I could totally I know, hear that too. line in Will Smith's voice. <laughs> Yeah, because the genie's, like, dressed up like a bee. Like, it's good. <laughs> yeah, um, anyway. Oh, wait, that's a different scene, but that I also wanted Will Smith to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, there's this line, and the, there's this, like, little tiny moment that I think is so fucking funny in this, where um, it's, like, after Whole New World, when they're, like, mm -hmm. talking to each other, um, and she's, like, laying out everything about how she wants to be Sultan because she cares about her people, but they won't let her do that. And yeah. Aladdin says, like, oh, you know... You, you should be Sultan. And she says something like, oh, do you really think so? And he's like, well, I don't know. It doesn't really matter what I think. Like, presuming, like, because you're a woman and you have agency over whatever. And then yeah. there's this reaction shot of Jasmine after he says that, where she's like, oh. Like, it's almost <laughs> like the director was just like, okay, now just give me a reaction shot where you look super horny. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> I didn't get that at all. Um, and like seriously, if you look back at it, there's just like this moment where she's like, oh, "He's oh, he's woke," and she's like <laughs> totally has this like super over the top like infatuation reaction after he says yeah. that. I think is fucking hilarious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the only thing that I have is like way farther down where Jafar gets the lamp. So, um, okay, let's see, um. The Okay, so, unless I am forgetting, the way it happens in the original is that um, Aladdin and Genie get in a fight because, yeah. um, remind me specifically why they, like, get in the big fight. Well, they get in a big fight. Well, first of all, because Aladdin won't tell the truth and because, yeah, right. it's it's the same fight where Aladdin is worried that what he's doing isn't going to work, so he wants to keep the genie around for his third wish in case that's he right, needs to right. use it. And the genie's like, hey, you promised to free me with your third wish. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing about that, though. Is that mm -hmm. um, after that happens, after they get in the big fight and they're like, they kind of storm off and they're not really talking to each other, 
The next yeah. time they see each other is when Aladdin is drowning and he rubs the lamp and he comes out and he's just like, oh, fucking, what do you want? And he's just like underwater drowning. And there's yeah. like, it's this really intense moment because they're not like on good terms, but it shows that they still care about each other, you know? And Genie yeah. has to like take action. And that's sort of the thing that brings them back together is Genie saving Aladdin's life. Um, yeah. I think they have a different fight before that, if I remember correctly. Oh, maybe? And then, and then after that, and then they have the third fight. I because think I was going to say, because they switched the order of those two events in this movie, yeah, which yeah. fucking I think sucks. The first fight and, I think the first fight in the animated one is where he's like, you need to be yourself and talk to her. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that, you idiot. And so Genie's mad at him. And then the second fight is over the third wish. Okay. Because that's when he storms out, and that's when the and then that's when Iago steals the lamp. Right. Regardless, whatever the choices that they made, there's the dynamic when Genie is saving him from, uh, the from drowning is totally yeah. different. Plus, also, yeah, doesn't makes... he not use a wish in that instance in the no, original? No, it's just the Genie saving him. So, what did he use a second wish on in the original? I don't remember. I was thinking about that to make me a prince. To something else. I'm gonna Google it. Maybe it's gonna drive me crazy. Is it just like yeah, take a second, I'll cut out the silence. Genie, I want you to save my life. I guess that I guess he does use a wish. Oh, okay. But, but yeah, my point is is that it's like th- that scene is robbed of the emotional weight of the original because they got oh, yeah. rid of the proper context to give it an interesting d- yeah. dynamic between the two of them. I also think Jafar, or not Jafar, sorry. I think the genie kind of is too silent when he's under Jafar's control. Like, I don't get yeah. any of Jafar's, or I keep saying Jafar, I don't get any of the genie's emotions. Like, because in the animated movie, it's like this very drastic thing that he does, and it's very much the genie doing it, and you can tell right. that's hurting the genie to do it. Like, the genie literally, like, grows huge and picks up the palace and puts it on the mountain while Aladdin oh, is begging right. him to Fuck. stop. Like, it's it's a dramatic moment, and it's the genie being like, oh, God, like, I I can't do anything. I'm helpless. This is just my life. Yeah, and fuck. The original movie, Aladdin movie's so good. Yeah. No, and in this one, he just kind of, like, he's sad about it, but he just, like, swirls his arms around and yeah. doesn't really do anything. He just keeps giving him different outfits. Like, yeah. that's all he does. And then, like, there's also the secondary aspect of that, which is the genie roasting the fuck out of him that Will Smith doesn't get to do. I know! Like, wouldn't that Jafar have been Jafar, so fun? he's our man. If he can't do it, great! <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even want the same jokes, obviously, but how fun yeah. would it be to let Will Smith just roast the fuck out of Jafar? It would have been so funny. Yeah. Like, the last... The last third of this movie is so busy, like, being woke that it forgets to have fun. Yeah. And, like, yeah, and they add that whole reprise of that dumb song. It's not even that good. Yeah. That's... Which, it's a... It's... Okay. The whole... Okay. The... <laughs> the speechless song is weird, and the sequence where all the guards disappear is weird. <laughs> right. I don't particularly like it. I like what Jasmine does after she sings the song. But the song itself right. is weird, and I don't like it. I guess... Like, her like her finally standing up for herself and speaking her mind is great. I love that. But that, that song's weird, and I don't like it. Right. I mean, I don't know. To be honest, it, I feel like if that just happened on its own, I would like it a whole lot better than if they weren't, like, building Jasmine up as this incredible, like, force and feminist powerhouse only to have the only thing that she really does not really matter at the end of the day 
you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like if they hadn't done all this, like, crazy buildup of, like, how radical she is, like, yeah. just having her just do that would have been a lot more satisfying. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. I can't stress enough how lame and boring Jafar is in this movie. Yeah. He becomes Sultan, and he's just like, you work for me now, take the princess away. And they don't do, and they're like, no, not, no, I'm not going to do that. And so then he's like, yo, Genie, make me a sorcerer. And so then he's a sorcerer. Um, and I think what he does with his magic is he make, he teleports some people to the dungeon. Right. Uh, he holds some people in the air, and I think he makes the sky cloudy. Yeah, he, okay, he and turns Iago into a he, bigger bird, and he sends a big, Aladdin a to bird. space. Yeah, that's it. But he doesn't even fake a golf club. He just, like, no, teleports he doesn't to, pretend to golf even the one time. No, it's, he's so bored. You, God, this is a magic <laughs> movie. You've had genies, got this crazy fun magic. We've been having so much fun with magic. But then you give the villain magic, and it's boring as hell. Like, what are you doing? I want to, let me have fun, Aladdin the movie. Yeah. Let Jafar turn into a giant snake. Let, like, that, fu- God, I know, okay, I know this scene is not the most feminist scene in the world, but it rocks ass, and it's a very fun scene where Jafar is like, I want Jasmine to fall in love with me, and the genie's about to be like, well, no, you can't do that. Oh, that's right. But then Jasmine, but then Jasmine plays along and uses her femininity in order to, like, she grabs him and she grabs the staff from him and she does this really cool thing and she, like, uses her femininity to do it and, like, tricks him. And, like, I like that scene so much. And I get it's, like, not the most feminist scene on the planet, but it's fun. Yeah. Let God, me I have forgot fun, about that Disney. story, dude. There's so many great things about the yeah, original dude, movie. Aladdin God damn it, that movie, movie rules. Yeah, okay, um, this, I said this last time, I'm going to say it again. This movie will never be good enough to not be unnecessary. We didn't need it. The yeah. original Aladdin is so good. God, I just want to watch the original Aladdin. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, God. yeah, and, like, the third act of Aladdin is, like, pure, I mean, not pure spectacle, obviously, but it, like, it's revolves around this, like, incredible visual style. Like, yeah. it just oozes this, like, and it's just, like, throwing so many crazy ideas because at you. Because it's all the incredible magic that we have seen in the movie suddenly being used for evil. Right. So all of the things that were, have been so fantastical and charming are suddenly horrifying and a danger to everyone. It's such a good tone shift, and but it still follows the same spectacle. Everything is a spectacle, but now it's an evil spectacle, and it's scary. Right. And this movie doesn't do that, and I hate it! But, yeah, so, like, and it's even... Hold on, give me a second, because I had a point, but I forgot it, so let me remember it really quick. That's... But I'm angry. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be this angry, but I'm angry. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it's it's almost as if, because like they had to make the decision, right? They had to be like, okay, we're going to cut the big snake. We're going to cut, you know, sending a... Do you think sending that a... someone cried at that meeting? Okay, hold on. I Let me finish have. my thought. Uh, I'm so sorry. They made a decision to cut all this stuff, um, like on purpose. And the only reason I can imagine that they would do that without any great ideas to replace them would be like we are sort of accepting that in a live action movie this isn't gonna look good if we try to do that almost as if they know it's pointless to do a live action remake of an animated movie and they were just like we it won't look as good as the original 
so why not just not even fucking try at all? <laughs> like That makes me angry. Yeah. I don't like that. Okay, I even wrote down, the giant bird chase is fun, eh. but it's only one five hundredth is fun as giant snake Jafar yeah, uh-huh. and Princess Jasmine being in that hourglass that's filling up with sand yeah, and man. the genie roasting Jafar. Like, it's just not, <laughs> right. like, it's not, it's not that it was a bad idea. It's just that you, it's just no replacement for what was in the original movie, you know? Right. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. It's too different. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about how the genie just turns into like a human when he gets set free. Yeah, he kind of he kind of talks about that when he's t- telling Aladdin how he wants to be free, because he says like he says my greatest wish is to just be a regular human dude. So he right. says it's like a throwaway line, but he does say that. So maybe the implication but, is like now that he's been set free and he can do whatever he wants, he's just choosing to present as just a human dude. Well, that would I would I would have loved that, and that would have made sense. But it doesn't seem like that happens. It just seems like he just gets turned into a regular dude. Right. And I do uh, I do prefer... I don't like the way that the genie leaves at the end of the original. Because he just kind of is like, bye, see you <laughs> later. And it's, it's, it's a happy moment because the genie gets to travel the world. But it also just feels like the genie being like, see ya, see you later. <laughs> right. So I do like the genie kind of sticking around a little bit. Yeah. But it it it, it felt weird to just be like you don't have any you're a human now. Like uh-huh. sorry. It it just felt weird. Right. So I do really like though the curtain call at the end. I th- I thought that was super fun. Like yeah, just I like, like kind that of a lot. like cast a bow. Yeah, and it's just like this big choreographed dance number. Like there are two different moments in this movie where there's just these like original instrumental songs that just serve as like dance numbers and that's super fun yeah. like i was super, super on board with that yeah and it's you get that bollywood aesthetic again right. and it's not even it's not even extremely bollywood it's just any kind of creative choice and it's just this <laughs> right. is one of those times yeah um yeah i mean we're pretty much at the end of this thing it's yeah. just like cuz like straight up i give the first act of this movie one star. Very bad. I give the yeah. second act of this movie maybe even as much as, like, four and a half stars. Oh, I was gonna give it more than that. Oh, really? I would I would give it a six. I oh, I was going out time. of five, not out of ten. Oh, I was going out of ten. Then fine. That's how bad the first act is. Like a nine out of ten, then, maybe. Maybe that yeah. much, that might even be just being hyperbolic, but, like... I would say an eight. Tremendously good. And then I would give the third act, like, two stars. Like, I guess it's a little bit preferable to the first act, because Will Smith is still technically there. There. But it's still just pointless and just horrible. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Let's talk about our, our, um, our revamp of our second segment. Explaining it or doing it? Um, Let's just say what we're gonna do from now on. Is what I was trying to okay, say. Okay, we're gonna we're just gonna talk about something else that's smaller and relevant, rather than bringing in our own things. Yeah, that might not be super relevant. We're just gonna yeah, we're just gonna make a note of like thinking about something that happened in like media news, like some big story that happened in the last week, and just talk about it. And today we decided. Um, that we wanted to talk about um, how the Joker won the top prize at the Venice Film Festival. Man, do you, how do you think all of the like indie films felt? I don't know. <laughs> probably, I mean, look, probably like shit, right? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, here's the thing. 
is that I don't like the narrative that, like, big blockbuster movies are devoid of value and independent small movies oh, totally. are, oh, totally, oh, totally, totally. like, yeah. the purest form of art. Like, yeah. and I feel like if a big blockbuster movie is truly exceptional and great, I think it definitely deserves as much, if not maybe even more, because it's much more difficult to make a bigger movie. Like, just as much praise and, like, awards, quote-unquote, as, like, a smaller movie that is very good. So on the mm-hmm. one hand, I do kind of appreciate that the Venice Film Festival isn't the Oscars and are just like, oh, um, we only nominate a certain kind of movie for awards, you know? On the one yeah. hand, there's a part of me that's like, it's cool that, like, a big franchise movie, they gave that the top prize. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like that aspect of it. And, like, I just yeah. want to say that, like, with the Joker movie, I think um, September of 2019 is the golden age of hot takes on Twitter from people who have not seen the movie they're talking about. Oh, totally, absolutely. Um, my, ourselves included, we're doing it now, too. Yeah, we're doing it right now. <laughs> Are you ready um, to put on your hot take hats? And I mean, look. Like, I mean, what I've heard, what I've heard, I'm going to say my opinion about a movie I haven't seen yet. Yep. Is that... I've heard that it's very good, and it looks very good, and I'm totally. excited to see it, and I'm gonna enjoy seeing it because I don't, I don't know why we as a society love the Joker so much, but right. we do. He's a super cool and fun character, and there's so much things that you can do with it, and there's so many cool things that people have done with it. Yeah, and I think this movie is gonna be freaking rad. I also don't want to be a part of society when this <laughs> movie comes out. You don't. I don't want to have to deal with the fallout of this movie. <laughs> Adelaide, that's the thing, is that we live in a society. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it... I, I don't consider myself a part of society. Um, the, the the joke being is that people put the picture of the Joker next to the phrase, we live in a society a lot. Are you, yeah, are you, you in on I that? Okay, cool. I, um, I was just making sure because you didn't quite respond in the way that I had hoped that you would. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm zagging, bro. That's fine. It's just probably because my joke wasn't as funny as I thought it was, and I can accept that. <laughs> um... <laughs> the, um but yeah, so, like, the the biggest piece of sort of discourse around it is that, like, this is a movie that is, like, it tells the story of, like, an incel, basically. Like, somebody yeah. who feels deeply removed and deeply ostracized from a society that we live in. Um, from a society, <laughs> like, he, it's, like, this deep sense of, like, social isolation that, mm-hmm. like, drives a person to do horrible crimes just for any kind of attention, basically, right? Yeah. Um, and, which is, like, a very real and very relevant idea in an age where, like, we are talking about things like incels and, like, 4chan trolls and things like that a lot, which mm-hmm. is basically what they are. Like, people who feel so left out by the system and culture as we know it that they just don't have anywhere left to turn than just, like, being horrible, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, the thing with... I'm going to call them modern incels. I don't okay. know about the history of incels, but with modern incels, it is all very much deep-seated in a hatred of women. And that hatred of women coming from women, not... It's not... 
being rejected by society. It's being rejected by women. And it's... Right. Like, I personally, my greatest fear in the world is unknowingly talking to an incel and ending up on one of those Reddits where it's (laughs) like, oh, a girl looked at me today. I'm going to follow her home. Like, it's horrifying stuff. Like, and... I, I haven't seen the Joker. I hope that's not a part of yeah. the story. It probably is because Harley Quinn. But, like, I, it it, go, it goes past being rejected by society to the point where you feel no empathy for society. Modern incels are very much... It's... Modern incels aren't that deep. It's just... Right. I am rejected by society and I'm rejected by women and so I hate and I am no longer function as a person. It's like, it's kid with a fedora who doesn't wear deodorant. Like, it's just, it's not that deep and this movie is deep and so it's gonna think, it's gonna make modern incels think that they are that deep, you know? Well, here's what I would argue. I would say that, like, I feel like our attitude on people like this is a little bit whack right now. Because this is, like, a group of people that even if they are not traditionally oppressed, they are still so deeply... I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. They are still so... I don't want to call it a mental illness, but it almost kind of is. Yeah, well, what I'm saying is, like, this is... Like, people who are incels don't get along great with men either, right? That's true. These are people who are deeply socially inept. Um, Yeah. And their hatred towards everybody who ignores them is expressed in different forms to women than it is to men, right? Because sex is an important thing in life and society, and it's not really a facet of their relationships with men, presuming that they are straight. Um, So... You know, not that I'm saying that there's not an element, like, incels aren't sexist. It's just like... Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get you. Okay. Um, But I feel like, you know... God fucking damn it. Living in a society that (laughs) would... That's what I hate about the Joker, is that it makes me say that so often. (laughs) Is that he makes me say that phrase. Um, But, like, I don't know. Maybe we're getting more real than maybe we want to be on this podcast, but, like... Being in a society that can create such a horribly toxic subculture, maybe we need to examine what it is that the rest of us are doing that allows something like this to happen, right? Well, like, and it, I mean, some of, a lot of that thing is media because that's what incels right. attach to. They attach to stuff like My Little Pony. They attach to stuff like The Joker. Like, right. it, the Joker movie is a symptom of incel culture as much as it is a cause, as much as it is, like, a flag. Like, it's just, it's all tied together in a knot of we live in a society, you know? And, like, the, um... Sorry, give me just a second to remember what I was about to say. Um... Because it's, like, and I feel like maybe one of the most important things besides just the way we portray, like, romance in films that I think needs to Mm -hmm. be examined is there's this sort of, this, like, societal idea that people kind of touch on every once in a while, but has never quite gotten its own, like, movement, which is, like, the positive body image, not even body image, just, like, the movement of positivity for men. Yeah. Like, 
there's like that great one that went around where everyone was just like, um, hey, why don't we do plus size models for men too? And everyone was oh, yeah, like, totally. oh shit. Uh, I literally never even thought about that. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's just part of it, right? Like mm-hmm. the reason. And I mean, that's also that's also a part of like toxic masculinity. And that's, right. I mean, and that's another thing that as a society we've really like started to look at is toxic masculinity and how it affects a men as they grow up and as they as humans like i've seen a lot of more not movements but more things going around and some of them dumb done jokingly and some done in earnest of like hey like if you have a guy friend like just like be intimate with him in like a friendly way like you can hold hands with your guy friend just like stuff like that Uh i feel like we we we've started the discussion we just kind of don't know how to have the discussion because I think right. it's one that we're kind of afraid to have, you yeah. know? Yeah, and because that's the thing is, like, as a man, if you don't – not to become a meninist, sorry. <laughs> as a man. As soon as, like, the phrase as a man came out of my mouth, I hated it myself. <laughs> but, um, but I do feel like <laughs> what I'm about Murray, to say – As a man. I do feel like what I'm about to say is worthwhile, though. Like, for a man, if you are just, like – if you don't have – any friends or meaningful like connections in your life that's just kind of it there's no like positivity movement for you you know yeah and i feel like that's a big part of like why there's this culture of people of men specifically who are just so um like deeply embittered towards everybody around them. And I guess really the heart of what I'm saying is that men are really the oppressed minority in society. (laughs) You're Um, right. You're so right. But like, I don't know. I, I think again, it, because we're talking about the Joker movie, I think it does come back to the type of media that we expect men to consume and what we expect women to consume Mm -hmm. and how, they frame mental health in very different ways and how they form relation and how they project relationships in very different ways. Right. And I feel like with men a little bit, it it's more said like if you like girls are supposed to act this certain way, so act like this and this and you will have a relationship. Right. And so when they approach a woman when they don't have any kind of relationships and they're like, oh, you're supposed to act this way. And the woman doesn't act that way because right. she's a limmy, living human being with a personality and mm-hmm. ideas and is a person. Right. And then they're just angry because the right. world lied. Exactly. Like, that's yeah. all they've ever seen. Um, and here's here's the, the biggest thing I wanted to say in this discussion. Um, I'm also just going to reiterate one more time. Have not seen the film. <laughs> have not seen the film. <laughs> and I feel like maybe we can update this discussion once we've seen it. Um, well, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have a podcast about it. We're good. Um, but there's this idea in film criticism um, that says that even – that says that all war movies are pro-war. Even a movie that is, like, explicitly anti-war in its message and story is always going to portray the act of war – in a cinematic way, right? In a mm-hmm. dramatic way. It inherently dramatizes and romanticizes war in a way that is completely and totally unavoidable by just putting it on film, right? Um, mm-hmm. This is not something that everybody agrees with, obviously. I don't even think I agree with it. 
but um, this this is like a a commonly spoken piece of film. It's an idea theory. that's out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like the way people are reacting to the Joker sort of fits into this same general idea, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go on in a limb and give this movie the benefit of the doubt and say that it doesn't condone the actions of the Joker. I would I presume sure that this movie um, very much feels that the Joker is an evil man doing evil things. So mm-hmm. if you say this movie is problematic and supports incels and all these sort of things, it sort of depends on how you fall on this particular debate, right? Do you think mm-hmm. that any movie portraying incels, regardless of how the movie portrays them, is still romanticizing to a certain extent and dramatizing this issue? Or do you think that a movie being anti-incel just means that it's anti-incel, right? Does that make sense? No, I totally get what you're saying. And I think it comes down to understanding how it will be consumed. Right. And I think you have to have that foresight while making the film. Because even if you do demonize the Joker, there's still the possibility (laughs) that incels romanticize them. I mean, we're already there. People Uh already love the Joker and romanticize the Joker. And, like, every couple on the planet is like, I want to be like Joker and Harley Quinn. When, spoiler alert, you shouldn't be. (laughs) And it's just, it's... It doesn't. It kind of doesn't matter what your message is. People will take away from it what they will. And if an incel is going to relate to the Joker, he is going to relate to the Joker. And even if you demonize him, I don't think they're gonna get it. You know, right. they're just gonna romanticize the Joker. And oh, I had a thought about another movie, and I've totally lost it. Forrest Gump. Oh, talking about uh, Taika Waititi's uh, Hitler movie. What is it called? Right. Jack Rabbit? Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. I mean, I think it's going to be the same kind of thing with that movie. Maybe a little bit less because it is Taika Waititi, who is a Jewish person and has a better understanding of Nazis than I probably ever will. Right. But, like, talking about Jojo Rabbit, I think you you do have the same kind of danger. Again, talking about a film I haven't seen. Where <laughs> right. The, po- the point of the movie is that it is... It's not really about Hitler or Nazis. It's about a little boy growing up in Nazi Germany and how he sees the Nazi regime and how he sees Hitler. Right. And the the point the point of the movie is that Nazis are bad and they corrupt and they corrupted children in order to have them follow along with what they were doing. Right. But you you still run the possibility of a Nazi seeing the movie and being like, "Hell yeah, children should love Hitler." Like you just right. always run that risk of how it's going to be consumed and it's just it's part of the dangers of creating anything right. is that once you have put it out there you don't get to control how people interpret it right and that's why i think the joker is a dangerous film not to say <laughs> that it shouldn't be made or that right. it should be like censored or something like that but just there you can't control how people are going to interpret it, and that's kind of scary because people can get a totally different idea than what you right. initially wanted to say. And there's a lot to be said about the idea of death of the author here too, because oh, absolutely, like it all it all really comes down to like regardless of the intent of the the author, that doesn't matter. What matters is the work itself, you know. Yeah. Um, 
what's uh, who said I think it was Joss Whedon actually. Um, but there's a really oh, great, great. There's a, <laughs> yeah. There's a but he has a really great quote. Regardless of all of his issues as a person, he has this <laughs> as an incel. <laughs> as an incel, um, I think that um, <laughs> says Joss Whedon. <laughs> but um, anyway, there's this great quote about Death of the Author where he says that like uh, the things you create are not your pets; they are like your children. They will grow up and talk back to you. <laughs> Yeah. Which I think is a really smart way of phrasing it. Um, and it's like, I don't know, and just what you think about the Joker movie is really going to come down to, like, your greater thoughts about film theory in general, right? Whether it's things mm-hmm. like Death of the Author or it's, like, this idea of, like, that... I don't know if there's, like, a specific name for this idea, but the idea that portraying something on film inherently romanticizes it, you know? Um, yeah, and... That idea of portraying something, I mean, like, it's author's intention if you are saying something in order to criticize it. And, I mean, I read Huckleberry Finn in high school, and that, it's it's kind of a racist story, but it was written like that intentionally. It was right. supposed to make you look at, like, post-Civil War of the South and really, like, see what was going on and be like, hey, this is kind of messed up, and I don't like this. Like, you, like, it's supposed to be a racist story because you're supposed to be like hey this sucks you're supposed to affect you in that way exactly but people will forever say that oh who wrote that what's his name dickinson no um oh god damn it i know edit this out i almost just i almost just said huckleberry finn like really quickly (laughs) (laughs) edit this out i'm gonna seem like a big idiot i know god damn it huckleberry finn huckleberry finn Mark Twain. Mark God Twain. Okay. Fuck off. Okay, yeah. <laughs> God damn People it. will forever say that Mark Twain is a racist because of Huckleberry Finn. Right. But I think Mark Twain was absolutely not a racist. He saw racism around him all the time and, like, wanted to force you to kind of look at it. Like, it's... And it's that same kind of thing. It's like, are, is anyone who worked on the Joker movie going to be called an incel because of this portrayal of this type of person? It's just... I don't know. It's an interesting conversation. I, I'm really curious to see. I'm, I'm really curious and really terrified to see what kind of <laughs> right. effect this movie's going to have. And, you know, and on top of that, there's also the argument to be made that, like, did Mark Twain do more harm than good? Because presumably it's a very nuanced piece, and there were a lot of people mm-hmm. who read it when it came out who probably took it at face value. Yeah. And we're like, yep, this is fine. Yep, this is, this this is, is what life is like yeah. and how it always should be. God bless America. <laughs> God. Maybe that's just how the Joker movie ends. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I've, I'm, I'm proud of, of the discussion we've had here today about this. This was a good discussion. So, Adeline, do you want to wrap up the show? By, I sure would like to. By listening to me recite a five-star review of Aladdin 2019? Yes, that you have memorized and have prepared for me. Yes. <laughs> as a monologue. Um, this review comes from Letterboxd no, I need user... No, I need you to say your name and your piece. Okay, and... okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, come on. Hello, my name is Jackson McMurray from Lewis and Clark High School, and I am going to be reciting a Letterboxd review of Aladdin by Letterboxd user Squeaky Socks. Thank you. <laughs> this movie alone really triggers an interest in Middle Eastern history in me. I might actually check out a few books on the subject. Thank you. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I... 
name. My name's Jackson McMurray. My name's Alan McMurray. And this is No Nerds Allowed. And there's No Nerds Allowed. This is what... This is what triggered it for you. I'm, uh, this is what made you... I just love like, that I, this person is so clinical, and they're like, this movie actually really triggers an interest in Middle Eastern history in me. I'm very interested Yeah, in like, it. actually... Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess good. 